Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast, where we make that podcast platinum. Samurai Deli, put them viewers in. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of Talking Small Podcast. Thanks to our lawyer for the dropping the the. If you picked up on that, you're like our lawyer who gave us a free tip, Al, because it's been a while, and he finally listened to the pods that we, what, we made two pods so far this year. They're like back-to-back at the beginning of January, and our lawyer finally starts listening to some of them, and his constructive criticism is drop the the. Somebody watched social network recently because harley you know a million dollars isn't cool a billion dollars is cool yeah so he said he's got a billion dollar idea for us drop the talking small podcast it took me a second to realize what he's talking about because it's not written as a talking small podcast anywhere except i had to think about my stupid intro when i said welcome to the talking small podcast so welcome to talking small podcast know the it sounds better. Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast, but it's not in the official title. Yeah. It's like the New Orleans Pelicans, but it's just New Orleans Pelicans. Welcome to a Talking Small Podcast. That's also true. That works. <laughs> uh, so it's it's been a while. Staying for all y'all. And I guess part of the reason it's been a while is you, I just, I've been busy. You've been busy. And... The two episodes that we l- l- released this year have been in fuego. Over 100 views each of them. The One Chip Challenge has been on fire. How are you feeling post-passing out? You know, <laughs> Was that just bad for that one day? or you know, my, uh, We played the video for my parents when you guys were over here watching the Merseyside Derby. Uh, another bad loss for Liverpool today against Chelsea, but we won't discuss that. I, I didn't Spoilers. mention it. So um, I actually felt pretty good. So I went home, and I took a poop and didn't feel bad at all, and I was good. Now, I performed terribly earlier in the day, but as far as the challenge itself, it didn't have any after effects on there. I went home and acted normal, uh, no issue. Pass out and rally. I get blackout and rally. My my uh my stomach was hurting. Like it felt like I had to take a shit and then we'll get on the toilet and not be able to, you know, get it all out. But that you know, people don't need to hear that. Um we got a lot, you know, a lot's happened. We got a lot of, you know, coronavirus is still going on. People are getting vaccines. I'm not getting a vaccine yet. Yeah, I know. We're you're not, not we're not eligible in Louisiana. Right. You gonna get it if you're eligible? Don't tell them. We don't want to lose uh, viewers of the pod either way. But we know what Craig's doing with it. <laughs> well, Craig, Craig's probably eligible. Maybe not in Texas, but I know certain states. If you're above a certain BMI, you're you're considered at risk, and you can kind of cut the line. So Craig's BMI is definitely, you know, he definitely qualifies. He's morbidly obese. You know, I do have some beef with you. How the hell are you and our bodyguard biking fucking this weekend and not inviting me? Like, what the shit is... What is up with this? It was kind of perfect timing. Uh, yeah, you cut me out. Perfect for you two. Love birds. <laughs> Mr. Chinese New Year hit me up 
pretty much exactly as Leo was going for a nap. And I was, you know, I was already thinking about taking the bike out because it was a beautiful Louisiana day. And, you know, Chen hits me up and, uh, you know, we made it happen. Now, Chen, in classic Chen fashion, shows up and be like, oh, yeah, I haven't been biking in a while. It's been cold. And, you know, I had, had to have gallbladder surgery. So I was like, What? So, you know, I had to question about that. Apparently, he had gallbladder surgery uh, six six weeks ago. So, How do you know his gallbladder was bad? Uh, he woke up. His his back, his lower back was hurting, and he, like, woke up in the middle of the night, and it was really hurting bad. So he went to the doctor, and they determined he had a gallbladder stone, and he had uh, surgery. So he was down some weight. Year of the ox. Not good for our Chinese friend, Chen, so far. So you really threw Chen under the bus. How would I throw him under the bus? Because I was like, what the fuck happened with y'all? And you're like, well, Chen called me. He texted so, me. I was so just... you were like, you put all the onus on our bodyguard. Well, I mean, you're too far away. I wouldn't be, you know, we're working with a limited window here. Oh, because Leo doesn't have scheduled naps? Well, I don't know when he's going to go down. I'll, I was just going to go bike by my... F- by myself maybe or work out back here where we're recording in the trap house but you know he texted me saying hey you up for a bike ride yeah That's some- I, was think- I was thinking about it anyway and we made it happen he was he was over here in like 20 30 minutes but since he had his gallbladder surgery out he's he's lost a little bit of his endurance i was kicking his ass so maybe it's not all the bike maybe before he he really was you know outperforming us what kind of PEDs do you think he's hiding in the gallbladder? You think that's why it got stoned up? Mm. I don't know. It's probably like probably too many Monster Energy drinks or something. No, that's while not he's true. That's staying not true. up raiding WoW. That's, I, I've drinking tons of Monster Energy drinks, and thought, I don't have gallbladder steroids. I thought you're more of a rain guy. Uh, actually it's a half a rain in the morning and then a monster around 12, one o'clock. What do you do with the other half of the rain? Put it, put it one of them, uh, them can tops on it every other day because you know, one day I finish it or I drink half of it and then put the top on and the, <laughs> other, the other day I finish it. It goes a little flat. I have to admit, but I don't want a full rain, but I like the rain. I don't want to drink a, a monster. It's a different kind of caffeine. So and I don't want 300 milligrams, so I drink half a rain. Now, how did you come to this milligram? Uh, did you, like, drink a full rain a couple times, and you're like, no, this is no, too no, much? No, You pass out from so, the rain? Uh, basically, a monster and rain are made by the same people. A monster's got half the caffeine as a rain. So when I drink the monster, I feel good, but I drink a f- full 16 ounces. I drink eight ounces of rain, I feel about the same. So just pound eight ounces of rain, put the top on, <laughs> go for a run. Actually, take a poop, then go for a run. Okay. You don't want to take the run because then you'll have to poop. A lot of shit talk early in this podcast. So, yeah, so me and Chen knocked out about 13 and a half miles. And oh, yeah. I got to say, I was struggling. kicking his ass. So. Well, I mean, was he going uphill or was he avoiding hills? We went uphill a couple times uh, by the levee, and he he took one where you know he could have gradually went up a hill, and instead he took the high road. Which I said, "Fuck you, Chen," because I I I had to bail at the very end of that one. And then uh, on one of the hills, you know, Chen was really struggling, so that gallbladder really took a lot out of him. He probably needs some rhino horn, and he'll be right back on the uh, back on the kicking our ass in the in the biking realm. So, I got this new segment. 
It's called Dad Bag. This is when a random viewer, associate, people I know, will ask me a question about you that they're too scared to ask you directly. The dad mailbag? So it's like Eric asking us in the Slack about Quinn when we don't know yeah, the answers, yeah, but, he's too, right. but he's too scared to uh, ask Quinn himself? Yeah, that's right. This doesn't necessarily come from Eric, but sources could be from anywhere. Uh, so this is basically people are asking from PMT, but... Uh, well, he actually asked. I, I got... I got, So this is from Eric again, apparently, I know, no, here. I'm not saying it's from Eric. This is from somebody that listens to the pod that has a question. So, so it's a, probably not Eric who uh, thought Quinn was never on the pod, but he was on the pod before. Well, so Eric... Um, <laughs> is this Eric, Eric or not? <laughs> Eric will normally ask me something, and then I'll just ask you in the Slack because I just don't care. But I had an idea. Why won't Eric just ask me the question? Well, I haven't got to the question, so we don't know if it's from him or not, but it might be inappropriate. <laughs> Seems so, likely. Um, I'm not saying it's from Eric. I don't reveal my sources. We all have them. Eric may or may not be in contact with me. He's been calling me Harvey in the Snapchat. Yeah, I noticed, today. I noticed Dan was calling you Harvey. Well, Dan, too. I think jumped on Eric, but I think so. I bet they had a little side chat and then decided yeah. they were going to do that. Or Good one of them did. Boys. Or one of them did it, and the other one just following suit, yeah. follower type stuff. All right. So the first ever dad bag question comes from anonymous source Eric. Not saying it's Eric. So Joe, Dan. Kevin, all their children sleep in their own rooms, and yet Leo sleeps in y'all's room, and we just saw that he got a new bed in y'all's room, and the dad bag question is, how come Leo doesn't sleep in his own room? What's up with that? Uh... He doesn't. He doesn't necessarily sleep well, and we've never sleep trained him. So I mean, that's why he doesn't sleep in his own room because Amber doesn't want him to, basically. And it's and and that that kind of, you know, it's kind of been made and and it's you know it's been going on for you know ever since he's been you know alive. So it's kind of hard one hard to break that habit. Two kids with, uh, I guess lip ties slash eating issues are known to like wake up a bunch and need to be fed and all that other shit. So like, you know, it's not very, basically it all boils down to Amber doesn't want it, you know, wants, wants him to be in the bed and we wake up a bunch with them and have to feed him in the middle of the night and all that anyway. So it's not like it's saving us any sleep or any other thing by him being in the bed. So that's, that's basically what it boils down to. All right, so congrats from your uh, child not sleeping on a be- on uh, on your bed anymore. Oh, I mean, he still congrats do- on you. He still does. AKA he still wouldn't wet. He still does. Don't believe everything on social media. He sleeps in the bed. The crib's in the room, but he's in the bed. Like, and follow up to that, you need to you at some point you gotta wear the pants. <laughs> what do you mean? Gotta wear the pants. Well, do you want him sleeping in your bed? Don't answer that. All right. I really don't care. If he's happy and Amber's happy, then, like, if it's a thing that doesn't fucking affect my life that much, like, why do I care? It, it doesn't really well, you, affect how, me well, much. What, at what age would you draw the line? I don't know. Maybe once he can, is able to talk and eat properly and you can tell him, you know, hey, you're going to sleep in your bed right now or kind of tr- sort of wean him off of it, I mean. It's not that I don't think this is that interesting a pod topic. It's just going to be like Joe's like you got you're a pussy. He's got to sleep by himself. I was like okay, like 
it's your kid. You can do what you want with them. You know. All right. Uh, dad bags, send other questions. We'll see if this is a recurring segment. I, I, that, that, that one felt a little. It's not, it's not who's, who's interested in that? Like, oh, I bet there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people interested in Leo's sleep habits. That's very... Uh, you you got a lot going behind your back on the Leo sleep habits. That's Just odd. FYI. That's odd to me. Well, well, I mean, you Who see... Who cares? You're, you're not sleeping with them. Like, what? What? why do you care? They, they, hey, they want you to have a healthy life, health, uh, health, uh, happy wife, happy life, and want you to wear the pants every now and then. That's a, that's a general sentiment. I mean, that that's a contradicting statement, though. All right? Happy wife, happy life, whatever. Okay, but go against what she wants to do. How does that? How does that make any sense? I don't know. Mark your territory. Right. Uh, <laughs> okay. Leo's already marked his territory by peeing in the bed. So <laughs> settled. How'd you know it was urine? What do you mean? How do you know it's urine? So um. <laughs> What, what kind How of, do you normally know it's urine? You drink it and you find out. Uh, there, you, there you go. I, I normally sniff, but that's just me. Uh, I'm ready for like the... We need to turn the tables. Maybe when we have J-Bone back, we can do a stepdad mailbag. And for you, too, since you're a surrogate stepdad, watching the Pelican games in bed with uh, your new stepchild. So How is life being a dad? <laughs> it's very rewarding. She sleeps in her own bed. Um... That's not what I saw in the Snapchat with her. Sleeps in their own bed. Pe- watch Pels in the bed. That's that's on the table. It's under my terms. I kick her off when I want to. Shoe out the door. No, I, so I don't like <laughs> it, 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 having kids around. I do, I don't get into it at all. I don't care. I want to watch the Pels. I have to entertain a kid. You're going to watch the Pels, and I'm just going to try to ignore you. That's how this works, and it, it went very successful. Oh, yeah. That's. That's that uncle slash uh, disapproving stepdad life, you know? Yep. So thank you, uh, Al, for uh, d- uh, entertaining the dad bag. We'll, uh, I- I'm probably going to cut all this. <laughs> it's just not funny. It's not. Like, it's, and it's not, like, very entertaining. Like, if you get, if you get your uh, jimmies rustled by this, like, you know, get a life. Like, you got to have more problems than you know, my kid's sleeping situation. Like, why I don't would know, you it's care? High, it's high on the list. It's weird. Uh, I, I, maybe it's because it's out there. Like, mo- maybe you just don't know for most people, but y'all y'all post it post a lot. I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I don't really care. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure most people don't care, but... No, no, I, there, I guess there, it, there's some passionate people that care. Well, I guess it's, it's a thing that it, it's such a non-starter that if you, like, dig in on a certain side here or there, like it becomes interesting somehow. I don't know. Whatever. It's like me and a Peloton. I guess so. Um, since the last episode we've had, I've had a couple decent high ideas. Okay. Maybe I'll run them by you here. Um, one of them I thought of, I don't know how this hasn't been done in a, in a movie or, or maybe a short TV series. A reality show, but it's shot like a horror movie. So, like everybody's got their own GoPro. So think of it like this: say you're in like a, a we can 
We can, Arby's. We're in an Arby's. We can tweak the scenario, but imagine imagine the real world, okay? Oh, okay. Not say, Arby's. Say the real world meets uh, Joe Smo show meets horror, like Blair Witch or something like that. I've never actually seen Blair Witch, but just for the, for the sake of it. So you have a reality show. You have six people move into a house where things, you know, start getting real. But say the six people, whether they're in on it or not, the producers start fucking with them. Like, you know, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe all of them are in it, in it, but maybe one roommate's not. And you start doing like fucked up horror movie type things to the person who signed up for the reality show. You get what I'm saying? So somebody's showering and then you fucking have the, the lights start flickering or something. And you go, Ooh, or so, just something like that. I, I, I don't, I haven't had all the, you know, scares worked into it, but that as a reality show. All right. So example, uh, let's say uh, Jay bone, since he loves to be on reality shows, he sends in a tape. We bring him to this house we wait for him to get in the shower as the producers. We put like fucking dye in the red dye in the water or something, and it comes out and it's all red and shit. And he's like fucking freaking out, like that kind of stuff. You gotta, yeah, but you gotta like long, long con him a little. Like they have to be in the house like week, two weeks, start to settle in, think it's a real show, blah blah blah, and then you start hitting them with the weird shit. But like, are you gonna like kind of lock them in? Is this like COVID? Uh, you gotta be locked down when you come in the house because like. It's a reality show. It's yeah, like but the, people are just gonna leave when fucked up shit starts happening. If you walk out and your roommates like you got to walking you, around like you got to progress a, there. Goiter on on their shoulders like that they grew overnight. It's gonna be like yeah, I'm out. You got to progress to that though. Like you start off small stuff and see how much this person can actually take. Like a lot of people, not a lot of people stayed for the real world. Like you only had a, a random quit here or there. But I'm saying you like build up to it, like a real world meets a, you know, you got to work out the spooks. But I think that's got potential. I think people would be interested in that. See, I I think the issue would be it's kind of like the um, uh, when when you get the second round of the gimmick show that people will know what's up. It's kind of like once you started seeing Ashton Kutcher, you're like, Oh fuck type shit. When it punked was out and all that crap. So, or Dax Shepard or whoever you're looking for. Shout out Dax Shepard. Andrew Santino. You, you don't, it, it would be easy to like, if you did a bunch of these and then just slow fuck to release them. But once people know what it is and then, then it wouldn't be as fun. Like, if they're just waiting for the fucked up shit to happen, if you have somebody that's, like, into that shit. Yeah, but you're thinking multiple seasons down the road. I'm thinking just first yeah. season. You, you can't... Okay, come on, dude. You can't be pitching a show. You got to say season one's this, season two's this. You have to have an end game. You can't be just pitching one idea. You got to come in gangbusters. Bro, you could easily do... Uh, all you got to do is tell the people it's a... A different thing. You could just say every single time, hey, we're rebooting the real world, and then just slap a different name on at the end. You don't need to tell them the real name of the show before they're on the show. It's like the Truman Show, but you're doing it fucking horror-wise. Horror 
right. doing freaky right. shit. Right. J-Bone is a big American horror story guy. There's big, like, uh, you know, prop guys who are into this shit. You could do you could do it under the guise of, like, a Survivor-type show, too. You could, you could tweak it in several different ways. And then season two, hey, let's go fucking do it in Argentina or whatever. Like, they don't know about it. That that, that would be, be funny. Listen to people uh, sp- sp- cursing in Spanish at El Diablo. Yeah, Chupa. Hey, hey bro, there's uh, there's chupacabras in this house. I swear. What is a chupacabra? It's uh it's Spanish, like a rodent, right? Spanish for goat sucker. So people people, it is uh, rumored that it's like a fucking you know coyote with mange or something like that. So it's like a hairless you know yeah, coyote thought, that okay. looks all fucked up. All right. Come on, Spanish boy. You don't know what chupacabra means? No, well, that's not in Rosetta Stone. They don't teach you that. I don't have the horror version. <laughs> um, okay, another, another... This isn't quite an idea, but it's a thought. Maybe need, maybe need uh, Daryl Morey and the MIT Sloan Conference on this one. How come in pro sports... You ha- you have the instances of a lot of brothers making it in you know NBA NFL whatnot, but not a lot of cousins. Shea Gilgis Alexander and uh, Nikhil Alexander Walker cousins. Okay, that's that's one. Or one, the Plumleys, some of them got to be cousins. Those right? are brothers. <laughs> that's three brothers. Uh, wasn't wasn't Morris Peterson and uh, Vince Carter uh, cousins or something? No, nah, it's like Tracy that? McGrady and uh, Vince Tra- Carter. Okay, Tracy McGrady and Vince Carter. Yeah, so so you like you named the two cousins. Now, how many brothers can you name? Steph Curry, Seth Curry, uh, any Morrises? Yeah, the Morris brothers, the Plumlee twins. There's which three, are not there's, twins. There's three Plumleys. Uh, thank you for your service. A bunch of Zellers at one point. Yeah, Tyler Zeller, Cody Zeller, uh, the Balls, Lamelo, Lonzo, the, the Holidays, the Holidays, Justin Drew. So there's a lot of brothers, uh, like we were talking about before we started the pod. Uh, Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa. That's that's a kind of a decent question there. How what is it about the brothers in that family sort of environment? That's what about Aaron Brooks and Michael Vick? Cousins. Okay. I, I think it's way maybe cousins are way more seldom, but there's more there's definitely more cousins than siblings in, in life. So I, you think it would be a more common or as even occurrence. So it's gotta be something with I, I don't know. I think I just think that's an interesting maybe sort of Maybe you just answer. don't know. Maybe you just don't know. Maybe there is a lot of cousins and we just don't know. Yeah, but the broadcasts are trying to fill time. You would fucking know. Yeah, but they're not doing their homework. Yes, they it's are. That's surface-level bullshit. You, you have way too many uh, reporters in the game. Like, they would, they would know about it. I'm going to Google cousins in the NBA. Let's see. Yeah, but, like, you're, you're looking. Stephon Marbury, Sebastian Telfair, cousins. You wouldn't have known that. Athlete, you didn't know were related. Bleacher Report. This could be a good article. Uh, <laughs> fuck Bleacher Report. Bleep that out. Uh, Barry and Shane Larkin, cousins. Oh, that, that one's baseball, though. 
so anyway, we, I mean, I mean, you have uh, Clay Thompson and his brother plays baseball. So I mean, that's another example of brothers. There's there, there's way more brothers than cousins. I, it might just be that it it gets advertised more, man. But you never know. All right, okay. So what you th- what you think? You uh, the brothers have rivalries, or you think it's some kind of nepotism? They get they get one of them goes to one college, then the next one kind of gets recruited to that college, and they get kind of the spotlights, kind of like drafting in NASCAR. You just go right behind them, get up to the front. Yeah, but I don't think it's that's really true though. I mean, look at look at fucking Seth Curry and Steph Curry. Ne- neither one of those went to big colleges to start off from, and their dad was an NBA player. Like they didn't. Seth, get- Seth ended up at Duke. Yeah, we start off at fucking Liberty. Because then then Seth uh Steph blew up and then Seth got to transfer to Duke. You think he gets to transfer to Duke if he wasn't well, nepotism? Well he's still in the nepotism means father than son. Nepotism has nothing to do with uh family. I thought that was all family. Nepotism is like the father is is your fucking Donald Trump and you give all your kids jobs. Well, I'm gonna look it up. I didn't. Is it only father? The practice among those with power or influence of favoring relatives or friends, especially by giving them jobs. So it's not about dudes, Al. It's 2021. <laughs> Fucking women can do nepotism too, you douche. Uh, well, generally, it's thought of as the dad or the mom giving their kids a better advantage. So I think that is part of it, but I think it probably has to do with the genes of the two parents compared to the genes of, like, part of the parent and some other parent. So I think that's part of it. And then, like, the upbringing to sort of form them into an athlete, you know, that their coaching slash situation, whatever. The 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 two kids will have a, a similar... Uh, you know, the parent will treat those two kids similar and, and foster their path to the NBA more than, say, you know, a completely different set of parents with the cousins. That, that That's what the two things I thought of, is, is the genes are slightly different and then the, the upbringing. Well, but I think it's just as likely that you're, if your dad was an athlete, you're more likely to be an athlete I, or or your mom. I, I think there's some kind of like how many people do you get like they're saying it's a they go to LSU and they're a um, generational third generation LSU Tigers. The temples. The, there's there's nepotism everywhere. You get a look because that's what not your necessarily do, nepotism though. You're talking about the genes. You just said the parents were both athletes favoring favoring relatives or friends. This is favoring somebody because of who they are. Yes, for sure. Yeah, but like, you think a Barack Obama's kids aren't going to have a chance to go run for president? You got to be fucking kidding me! Yeah, they're but gonna, yeah, but the NBA, whatever their names are, they're going to be fucking president. I'm call, calling it first. You've no one has heard this, <laughs> but one of the Obama kids is going to be president. Woman president, holla at me. Obama's you owe me. Which one, Sasha or Malia? Choose a side. First of all, I don't know if those are their names, so I'm not playing that game. Not stepping in shit on this one. Don't know their names. All right. But but politics is a completely different thing. Like the NBA, for the most part, is a meritocracy, right? 
Like, if you're good, you're going to get playing oh, time. Yeah, they but don't Pat give you- Shingleton's kids <laughs> on the fucking news down here, man. It's that's everywhere. not a, that's not a, that's a fucking subjective thing, though. Like, the NBA, they're going to pick the best 415 players. Oh, yeah, because you think the Pelicans let uh, whatever the, the bad mellow... A a bat a Lamelo or Limelo or whatever bad mellow ball. Leangelo Leangelo mellow ball <laughs> bad mellow <laughs> <laughs> on the Pelicans uh, summer league squad. That shit fucking happens. They had yeah, but he didn't, had make, he didn't make it. They had to, he got paid to be on the summer league. Demarcus Cousins' brother was on the Pel's summer league. Like, come on, that's a cousins and a brother together. Talk about a Venn diagram there. True. Um. Yeah, well, uh, I, I I feel like I feel it's easier to get in the NBA once one of your siblings did it. Like you you think uh, when they go look at Brad Johnson's kid who's at LSU right now, he's going to get an NFL look before he deserves it because Brad Johnson was in the NFL. Hopefully, that Akern doesn't fall far from the roost. You can get a look. I agree with that. You can get a look, but I mean, if the kid doesn't have talent, he's not going to play in the league. Yeah, like like uh, the Gruden's coaching. You get you get favoritism everywhere. Coaching's completely different than playing. Well, that's true. Like you're naming all, you're naming all these things, which I agree with you, but it's not the same as playing the game. I think there's an advantage that you have when a sibling before you becomes a professional athlete like how many attenta kumpos are in the league that shouldn't be in the league probably two like, like <laughs> wait the attenta kumpos are like the grease wayne's brothers how many are there i thought there was there's, only there's, there's only two there's four attenta kumpos and three are in the league there's thought the thanis who's with Giannis in milwaukee and then there's another one in the, at the lakers that got a ring last so time. that's three where's the fourth he didn't make it <laughs> The oldest one didn't make it. He was too old. Giannis got broke through, so the older guy's just done. He's not like Justin Holiday that parachuted back in after Drew had a good time. Yeah, these teams could also be signing the brother as a as a try to get their foot in the door to sign the big brother. Again, but it gets you in the league. You're a professional athlete. Yeah. I mean, like, that shit happens. Yeah, but they're, they're the fringe guys. How many, how many Jordan Jefferson uh, – People, uh, brothers, did we have to get to LSU before we got uh, our our man in uh, uh, at the Vikings, Mister Jefferson? I don't know how many. Three. <laughs> There's Jordan Jefferson, Ricky Jeff- Jefferson, and then Justin Jefferson. Three what Jeffersons a- went to LSU. What about Thomas Jefferson? I don't think he went to LSU. He's more of a G- Virginia guy. I think he founded it. Fucking Commonwealth. Look that up. Shout out to Chris Long. He's a big fan of the Talking Small podcast. <laughs> yeah, sure he is. Where the hell is our guest here? He's late as it's, always. It's, it's okay. He was he was late to poker night, and then came in and took all our money after the uh, stupid ass poker stars is stealing your chips. What a fucking racket! We need to have another poker night. As I say that though, well, hey, well, this will be a good litmus test for whether he listens to the whole episode or not. We, we let him have that. He needs the money. <laughs> You got anything else you want to burn on, Harley? Well, no. Let's uh, go ahead and get ready for our buddy uh, crew. And, you want to uh, get into a best to ever do it? Yeah, sure. Sure, yeah. We'll, we'll go for that. Um, I'll, You know, since it's been a while, there's a, there's a lot to choose from here. Um, I'm going to kind of go with a 
pioneer. Some would call him a hustler. Uh, I'm going to go with Larry Flint, the founder of Hustlers, Hustler Magazine, uh, took on the United States court system, the people versus Larry Flint. Uh, you know, he was a smut pioneer. Rest in peace to a legend. He he liked getting boners so much he had like a, a squeeze thing on his ball sack to give him an erection even though he was you know in a wheelchair so shout out to larry flint one of the best to ever do it other candidates were you did you have russia limbaugh on your list um <laughs> yeah i had craig on there craig would have shout out rush what about dustin diamond he's also on the list was screech say by the smell was he like one of the first like male actors that had a porn come out or he just did porn was it a sex tape, or did he just do porn? I think apparently he was such an asshole that, like, he basically got blackballed by the industry, and he was kind of a typecast anyway, so he couldn't really get work, and he was kind of an asshole. So I think that was, like, a last-ditch effort to kind of make some money. Uh, I think he was also, like, stabbed. Apparently in his... Biography, autobiography or biography he, he claimed to have you know sex with a ton of chicks because he would go to fucking disneyland and just people would recognize him and we'd go on like the fucking haunted mansion and and finger him or something according to him and his you know autobiography so by and large did you, Dustin Diamond, or did you actually read that thing the book yeah you know i don't read books you have a lot of books in the house you've read a book before I have read a book before, but it's not. Uh, I'm not a Balducci fan like you. But what, uh, you know, these these what, are just headlines about, you read. What about hammering Hank Aaron dead? I don't have him on the list. What about shout out to La- Hank Aaron. Larry King? Oh, <laughs> Larry <laughs> King, a podcast pioneer. Have you ever like listened to a, a Larry King interview? Say with like Tom Segura. I guess at a certain point he was good a good interviewer maybe but he would have the, like these set list of questions and ask them to the person and just they would have some sort of answer and he wouldn't like play off of it he would kind of just go to the next question i don't know i didn't find his his interview style to be I, I don't I, know, very enviable. But, but I mean, a, a certain legend in the game. He was also married like seven times. His last wife, who was way younger than him, fucked, the, uh, fucked his kid's baseball coach, you know. And got written out of his will, right? I thought so. I thought he wrote her out of the will for doing that. I hope so. I, but yeah, but you think Larry King still fucked at the end? I think at some point when you marry that young and you you, you can't use your truck stick... I think you got to know that's going to happen to you. You got to be more in companionship. You're not laying brain. Yeah, I think I think maybe you know this chick let him hit a couple times, got the ring, and then once they were married, they you know Larry King. I don't even want to picture Larry King's fuck game. His that hunch over. Do you think he fucked completely naked with suspenders on? Well, he's a big suspenders what, guy. What would you put attach the suspenders to? I don't know. Socks? You think he had socks on? You, could you attach the suspenders to that. socks? I could see that happening. <laughs> got some like this fucking long <laughs> balls. <laughs> you got long balls, Larry. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Larry King, one of the best to ever do it. Anytime you got seven wives, you you lived a you lived a certain kind of life. 
He had a he had a good run. Who's your best to ever do it? I just named a whole bunch of people. Yeah, I, I know, I didn't but do you, any research. one of them's got to be the best to ever do. No, it's it. fucking Hank Aaron, dude. The dude had tons of homers, and he wasn't. A, I don't think he was on PEDs. No, he did. He wasn't. His name's Hammer and Hank. Played for the Braves, just to hit fucking straight dingers. He's a Southern boy too. I think he's from Mississippi. Ooh, I might have to take him off my list. Then we we got we've known some bad people from Mississippi. I mean, technically they're not from Mississippi, but he likes to claim that. <laughs> he shall not be named. He actually did good numbers on the first few pods. So. That's that's the Russian bots. He's he's colluding. Maybe, All right, maybe I think we our... mentioned mention him enough. I think our guest is ready here, so right. uh, let's get into our guest here. All right, and we'll be right back with our guest. Uh, welcome back to the Talking Small Podcast. You we said have a, the. We're, welcome back to Talking Small Podcast. I like it sound. Welcome back to the Talking Small Podcast. We have a very special guest. He's been on the pod <laughs> before, but he's never had a solo episode. He's never had a solo scene, so we're going to give our man... Uh, who lives in the French Quarter, a little shine here. Mr. No Last Names, Kruski, joining us on the Talking Small podcast. What's up? What's up? What what episodes was he on? Did you do that research? Because I thought about doing it, and then I forgot. Uh, oh, I know for a fact, a couple weeks back, he was listening to episodes, and he picked a random one. I was like, why'd you listen to that? He goes, because I know I'm on it. I think the Lifesaver <laughs> episode where you saved Dawes at from choking on chicken in Pluckers. Yo, he was, man. He was on that That's episode. <laughs> Power Hour episode before that tailgate he was on. Oh, yeah, that was right. He was also... He was yeah, on, I was on the one at uh, Chris's wedding. He was on that episode. He was on the he, he was on the episode with uh, Ray talking about ayahuasca. He was on that episode as well. <laughs> oh my God, Cruz been on a ton of episodes. I just there you de- go. Yeah, I was also on the one at your uh, baby shower, Al. There you go. Just See? for like a second. He's part of the talking yeah, small universe, baby. You asked me if uh, you know you should be allowed to go to Oktoberfest. I was like, yeah, that man's gonna need a break. There we go. That's right. I remember that now. Wise words. Well, we can have crew on for a, a, a very a myriad of topics here. Um, I guess before we get into the the crux of what we had him on, Harley was talking about something. I'm not exactly sure, but we have another uh, intertwined with the talking small universe because our lawyer is also working on the side a little for Kruski here. I'm not sure if we want to get into that. Any? <laughs> That's my lawyer. All right, so <laughs> Kruski, you want to you want to set the scene for the viewers here on, on why you had to uh, take our lawyer services? Yeah, definitely. So this was like in November. Um, I was driving to go pick Sherry, my girlfriend, up from work, and uh, I was like completely stopped at a red light. Light turned green, drove through it, and this fucking dude like ran the red light and smashed into my car, totaled my car. Um, come to find out the reason why he had ran a red light is because he was trying to race home with a vegan pizza for his fucking girlfriend. <laughs> so I went and met with this other attorney who was kind of, you know, fighting for my, for my business and, uh, ended up consulting with, with our lawyer, Chris. And he was like, no, 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 let, let me handle the case. Let me handle the case. It's like, I'll give you the family and friends discount. So I was like, all right, all right. I mean, I guess I don't know this other guy, so I mean, I trust you more than him. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, I was like, I was like, Chris, 
I was like, I would have came to you first, but I didn't know, like, I mean, I didn't know you did stuff like, you know, car accidents. Chris goes, any drunk monkey can handle a car wreck. <laughs> after you, after you can handle some podcast law, injury attorney is, is easy. You can find one of those dime a dozen. So I was like, all right, you're hired. So Chris has been sending me to his chiropractor, which is this like big buff white guy. Uh, his name, his name's Dr. Russo. Um, <laughs> shout out to my man. Uh, he's a, he's a character. Yeah. He's definitely, uh, using all the money that he gets from my business to buy supplements from GNC. Is he, is he a Larry Nasser type? <laughs> I'm not I don't think so. No. Well, so I'm picturing, you know, the episode of Entourage where, uh, Johnny, go, uh, Johnny drama goes to Vegas. He's got Ken or something yeah, like that. I think his name that's, is Ken. That's what I'm picturing right here. Is this just dude that used to play in the NFL. He's got the magical hands. I know he's not a chiropractor. He's more masseuse. That guy's, that guy's <laughs> not buff enough though. Right here. I'm picturing. You don't think that dude was buff? Not really. He was more slim. I'm 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 picturing kind of Krusky, when Krusky well, said supplements. Well, you thinking like Batista? Yeah, I'm thinking. But like Batista, like the wrestler. He's pretty buff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good. It's probably like this guy is like probably Craig goals. Like Craig wishes he had the physique of this guy. Oh, Craig would kill to have the physique <laughs> of this guy. Bet. <laughs> Dr. Russo. Craig would kill him just not to have the physique he currently has. You got to love the chiropractor game, too, because they're not oh, yeah. actually doctors, but this guy's like, call me Dr. Russo. He's not oh, a doctor yeah. of medicine at all. He's a doctor no, yeah, of chiropractic, he's... which is not, not, you go to school for fucking six weeks and you're done. So this is ongoing litigation. I think I think Chris might have pulled the, the trigger on the deal today. So You gave him a go-ahead? I can't, I can't. I can't discuss the details of that, though. That's attorney-client privilege. Uh, now it was talked about that we were going to have a, a, a celebration dinner once. Chris... Yeah, we got or something. We got to go out or something. Is Chris... that is that going to be Maybe this weekend buying. for the for the uh, March six UFC card here? Chris said he was buying. All right. Well, aren't you buying since he's taking a cut? No, he's buying because he's taking a cut. You I'm making it. him money, so he owes. Hey, hey, if Chris pays for me. I'm I'm fine with that. I uh, just I feel like that's what he said. I don't know. <laughs> what time do the What time do the good fights start on Saturday? Uh, top t- top to bottom, great card. I think I was planning on getting there for six, but we can discuss that off the pod. Now, the real right. reason why we talked uh, that why we called Kruski here is the man is uh he's an industry veteran now. The what industry? The COVID hit his industry pretty hard. Yeah, COVID hit the service industry pretty hard. So he hasn't been practicing uh, in the industry for a while. So that means he's able to tell some tell some yarns about working in the industry, and he can't get fired because because the (laughs) industry's on hold, especially from Latoya the Destroyer out in New Orleans. Now, uh, now Kruski. We, we called you to talk about the industry, but also the celebrity sightings in the industry. Now, your foot in the door in the industry was working with a, working for a celebrity. 
Now, can yes. we talk? Can we talk about that celebrity and what it's like to work for him? And- oh yeah, 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 De- definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll dish on that. Okay, and that's how you also met your, uh, you know, lovely life partner, Cherry Baby, yeah. as we mentioned earlier. Yes. Yeah, so like I started in the service industry working at Emerald's Restaurant in New Orleans. Um, so yeah, you know, I've I've definitely uh, encountered Emerald a handful of times. I've waited on him a bunch of times. Um, Got to be honest, the guy's kind of an asshole. <laughs> well, not kind of. He, he's a he's an asshole. Well, what makes him an asshole? Just uh, I don't know. He's a you can't really talk to him. Very full of himself. Uh, never thinks he's wrong. He's also like a booze hound. That's for damn sure. He likes to drink Rekha vodka. Oh, um, from Iceland. <laughs> good bang for your buck there, although they raised their price a little bit. Yeah, it's pretty good stuff. Um, but yeah, just I don't know. He's just kind of a prick. He's got kind of a, a god complex about him. I would say, yeah. He also has a he also has a little son. His name's EJ uh, Emerald Junior. So yeah, he he also has a daughter named Meryl, which is basically his name without the E on the front. So obviously, uh, not too full of himself. <laughs> now that's a good callback to the part of the pod you weren't on of of Harley talking about nepotism. Now, does do his kids have uh, prominent roles in the organization? Well, I worked at a restaurant that was called Merrill that was named after his daughter. She wasn't really involved in it, but his his son is kind of trying to be like him. He's he's allowed to steal the bam. Yeah, yeah. He would like whenever whenever I worked at Emeralds, okay, EJ was like, you know, he was like 10 or something at the time. He he's just this little kid. Nobody knows who he, who he is. He's like walking up to tables like asking them if their food's any good and stuff and people When he's 10? This kid yeah. He's a little shit. <laughs> My dad owns this place. You better take exact, it. Exactly. Exactly. And like he would, he would like come in and eat like, you know, with him and like one of his friends. We the, the kind of the gossip with him is like he was always in there with guys, so people think he's gay. <laughs> he was 10. <laughs> no, well he's like 15 now. This was like a long time ago. This is like 20 like 2013, 2014, so Dude, at 15... He's older now. At 15? I never had a meal alone with a chick. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, me either, but I was all... Yeah, I mean, I also wasn't going out with dudes either. What age... Bullshit. You yeah. and Tim Brzezinski did the lady in the tramp. What, Tim what, Brzezinski doesn't eat enough food to go out to eat. You know? <laughs> what age, Al, did you have your first one-on-one dinner with a girl? Like Ooh, a, that's a good. That's a good question. Like that's a, good a question. date? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not Holy talking about with your fuck. sister, your mother. Fuck. It's got to be over twenty-two. It's got to be over twenty-two. I have no idea. <clears throat> uh, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think myself. Like me with a chick alone, one on one. I I don't even fucking know. I think mine was like sixteen. Sixteen, I mean, I, yeah, right. It was like a, Harley had a car, crew. Yeah, I had a car, and I could bring oh, a lady I thought, to. I thought, I thought you said sixteen. I thought. Oh no, Al no, not for 16. Al. No, no, I was thinking Al's like twenty-two. Yeah, 
probably. I think I'm you got sure 20, that... 22 is probably generous. I mean, I met up with chicks and their <laughs> friends agree. at bars and shit, but like fucking one-on-one date. I don't think I, I definitely didn't do that in college. I'm pretty I sure. I may have I taken a chick to the matinee Batman and fell asleep, but church chick. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> I remember that shit. You fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, it was the third time I saw fucking the dark night. Church um, bitch. Now Emerald Jr. But hey dad, I'm thinking about you know, you got bam. I'm thinking I got boom. <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> Is that true? No. No. <laughs> but I'm just thinking that hey, would be do funny. You think, do you think if you were in a high school with Emerald's like little kid, do you think that would be the bully thing is you just get bam every time you walk by him? Or he's like eat, trying to eat lunch and you just throw like sand in it and just yell bam? <laughs> I mean, that's a, that's an extreme asshole move. But like if <laughs> something I would do when I was an asshole little sure kid – at 10. I'm not sure that kid doesn't go to real high school. But something I would do, Harley, is like if he came in and he like fell out of his desk or did something, I would definitely, you know how my dad yells, fumble. I would definitely yell, bam, if he, if he fell down or something. No, in no the- you, this is you. You would be so passive aggressive about it. You would never say anything to this kid. And he'd play like gym basketball and you would get, you would actually block the shit out of his shot. And that's when you would yell, bam, run down the court and you not even look at him. Like How's that, that passive aggressive? Because you didn't get in his face and yell it. I blocked your shot. I must have got close enough. Well, yeah, but you didn't bam him in his face. You banned him running away. I would definitely bam him. was a pussy bam. Okay, let's get off of this. Now, uh, you mentioned Emerald being a a booze hound. Uh, The MO on the service industry is they like to party. Confirmed? Yeah. Confirmed, yeah. What's what's uh, What's the drug of choice? For for uh, Harley, back of the house is what we call the people who, uh, you know, don't uh, mingle with the customers. Now, is there different drugs for you, back of the house? You, I can tell you for sure what Emerald's drug of choice is. Chachi? Cocaine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was this guy, there's this guy who was like, he was like the president of the company at Emerald's. His name was Eric Linquist. okay? No they last name, Harley blinked that out. All right. Sorry. They called him doctor. Doc, because apparently he got his job because he was the guy who bought the drugs. And this dude is like this dude. He's like an old guy. He's like he's like in his own zone. Like, okay, (laughs) when I when I worked at Merrill, he walked into like the bus station one time and we had like a sink, you know, like a sink. It's got soap and whatever in the back, like where all the waiters like make drinks and shit, like like iced teas and stuff. This dude starts like washing his face, like soaps up with the soap from the sink, takes his glasses off, like splashes some water <laughs> He's on himself. Treating it like a stripper bath. And then walks into the kitchen and just pours himself a bowl of gumbo. Dude was in his own zone. So he he was the emerald equivalent of uh they they had this guy, JFK, uh, you know, former president, rest in peace. Uh, had like chronic pain or whatever, and I think that's where Doctor Feelgood came from, is because he had a doctor that would give him his pills. So, so, uh, so this doc is is Emerald's Doctor Feelgood, and with that good, you know, that good, good. Now for yeah, like one time, yeah, one time I waited on this guy, and I was like, hey, uh, you know, I'm Ryan, I'm gonna be uh, your servant. I guess I know who you are. <laughs> it's like okay, 
<laughs> I don't think that's a good thing, but. <laughs> that's such a weird thing for an old man to say. I know who you are. I know. I was like, dude, I didn't think he remembered who anybody was. <laughs> Uh, so th- that's like the, the higher ups. What about like the grunts? What about, you know, the, the people taking out the trash and all that? They're, they're big booze guys. Are they big weed guys? Are they, they just take anything, anything, uh, anything available? I mean, like, of course, like the dishwashers and shit, like, you know, smoking a lot of weed and stuff. Um, yeah, you, you never really know back there. A lot of like, probably like Adderall stuff like that, but, uh, I mean, it's mostly like black dudes, so they're not really like doing coke or anything. <laughs> there's this okay. There's this one dude when I worked at Merrill. Okay, it was just like kind of like grungy looking white dude, and he used to like make the pizzas. We had like a like a wood oven, and like this dude, like everybody was like, this dude's got to be on heroin, like, because he would be like he would be like making pizzas and like sprinkling cheese on with like with his eyes closed like kind of like wobbling back and forth and like it would like okay like you know i was a server so it's like oh fuck this dude again it's gonna be like 25 minutes for a pizza uh sure enough one day like there was like one employee restroom door was locked for like an hour eventually someone breaks it down the dude was passed out in there oh my god so that was that was confirmed damn yeah, now, making pizzas with his eyes closed. Now, is there is there a lot of romance going on between like the uh, you know the the hostess <laughs> and the servers and and that type of stuff? What what's the <laughs> absolutely like, like who's running the show? Because you know Emerald, you know he's he's coming in, he's boozing it up, he's you know schmoozing the customers. He's not really running the place. Like they have like sort no, of a manager. Like he's who's only, he's only he's, he's only in there like once every like month or something, maybe less, because he has a bunch of restaurants. Right. So like. Who's you know who's keeping the the heroin guy, you know who's keeping him employed? Like, is it just kind of a a rudderless ship, or the manager is just like kind of <laughs> kind of like one of you guys, and he's you know going out back to smoke weed just like everybody well, else? Well, it's like a division of labor. Like, okay, so like the chef is in charge in the kitchen, and like the general manager is in charge in the front of the house. So it's two different bosses basically. And I would say they're kind of, you know, they're kind of equal or whatever. But so, like, you know, the chef isn't my boss and the general manager isn't Pizza Man's boss. Right. So, pizza you know, man. I don't know. that. Yeah, that's how it works. And there's other, like, managers that answer to the general manager. There's sous chefs that answer to the real chef. Crew. Which, which is, okay. Go, uh, <laughs> go go, I was going to say, which one of those roles gets the most uh, romance in the uh, in the game? It's, it's I'm I'm going with the chef. Oh really? Yeah. Mm, interesante. A little booyah yeah, base in your ass. I, I was gonna yeah, say yeah. I, I was gonna guess it would be like the the general manager who you know hires all the hot little waitresses and and bartenders and shit, and he gets a you know he gets his pick of the litter. Hashtag no, me too. G- he maybe could, but like the the GM that like. I had for like most of the time that I was working at Merrill, he was like married with like three kids. So, oh damn, yeah, probably to an ex waitress, real family man. Oh shit, yeah, maybe so. I don't know. I don't know that that might be true. No, no, I don't think it is. No, <laughs> uh, I guess we'll transition this. Well, do you want to say how you met uh, Sherry and working in the industry or not? 
we don't yeah, have, we can leave fine. that out we can leave that out all right all right all right okay so uh now working at emeralds and merrills in the french quarter you've had a lot of high profile people come in to eat at the restaurant who would you say would yeah. be like the the most famous person i guess you've you've like waited on and and what right. what was that experience like all right well the most like you know uh like the fanciest most like invite only event i worked was serena williams the tennis players uh rehearsal dinner for her wedding um we found out that you know she was this was that when i worked at merrill we found out she was coming in like a couple of days before word started getting around we had our like little like pre-shift meeting like a couple of days before and they're like you cannot put this on social media like if you tweet about it post about it like you're gonna be fired oh, damn. but yes but yes like the rumor is true like serena Williams is coming in so you know i was scheduled to work so i come in all like the windows were like blacked out in the restaurant. Like the paparazzi was like outside, uh, like TMZ and shit. I go through the back door of the restaurant before I could like go in. Cause you go through like a back door and then you enter like into the bus station. There was like a guy there who was taking our phones from us. So we couldn't like take pictures or anything like Jesus. that. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, we get in there. It was like, at first it was like, uh, the first thing that happened was like a, five or six course dinner there were like two tables at 20 i was waiting on the table with serena williams at it but you know they had all she had all like her decorators and all this kind of shit in there um it was so just they, you, you know, for the, 20 people you had like multiple waiters no, on the no table. it was like it was like a couple of people a few people um yeah there it's probably like four or five people waiting on that table um so, you know, the meal goes on. Serena Williams married one of the founders of Reddit. Yeah, Alexis Ohanian um, or whatever. Yeah, so <laughs> for the record, like, I think Serena Williams is pretty damn lame. Uh, <laughs> she, like, stands up and, like, makes this, like, speech and, like, starts, like, crying. It was pretty, it was pretty lame. <laughs> hey, how did uh, she, how'd she look? Uh, I don't know, like... Like she does in like a tennis outfit, I guess. Yeah, but like oh, Harley, you're asking like, what's her height and stuff? Like, what's asking, her physique I, like in person? I'm asking yeah, like, she's, when, she's when you big. saw her, did you like? You could probably kick my ass. Did you get hard? No, hell no, no. I don't. <laughs> I don't find her to be attractive at all. What you don't find greatness attractive? You fucking racist pig, <laughs> Kruski. Think of the stock you could make. Now, what do you think? She's like the real goat or something. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a dumb argument you seen that argument yeah it's like they play fucking f- they have four grand you know they have four all right don't shit on Super Bowl th- don't shit on tennis here i just oh, so, i'm just saying serena williams i was curious if in person she like was like super hot or you were like oh shit the tennis outfit no, she, looks, she looks manly is she taller than you yeah and you're Definitely. you're you're for the record you're Five, five, eight, five foot nine. Let's go five foot nine for the record. If we're going on the record, executive executive producer uh, thinks you're shorter than that, but it's no, okay. No, I, I don't know how tall he is. I was, I like, I just was wrong. I, I'm not tall. I'm, betu- I'm between. I'm bet- I'm like five eight and a half, <laughs> without shoes on. Yeah, I, had, I, but I got a, I but I got a six foot wingspan. 
Okay, so this is Serena Williams' rehearsal dinner, right? Is that true? Do you have yeah. a big wingspan? Oh, definitely, that's true. All right, cool. Is that the only thing big? <laughs> What's your pants reach like? Okay, so she, frog. All right, so she gives the 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 corny speech. In your opinion, yeah, kind of starts like crying a little bit. Did, how many people teared up? Just just her or multiples? Her mom was definitely tearing up. Okay, so two out of forty. All right. Yeah, something like that. Maybe like maybe like, I'll say like three or four out of forty. I don't know. Everybody was really into it, though. There was a lot of applause after. Well, I mean, she's paying for everything. Or a Reddit guy is. There's a <laughs> lot of money involved. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so the dinner ends, and then after after dinner ended, like you know, there was like a re- you know like a reception after, which also happened at Merrill. So like. A bunch of more people showed up. You know, it was probably like 100, 150 people. And, you know, we're still, uh, you know, the, all the servers are still there. And what you kind of do is you just kind of like walk around and like, you know, ask people if they need a drink or whatever. You know, it's like open bar situation, obviously. Um, so, you know, people order a drink or whatever. You ring it in. And, you know, if you feel like it, which, you know, I, I did, you just, I just, you know, ring, ring myself in a shot of Tito every time I ring in a round of drinks. <laughs> hey, so open bar, I, baby. <laughs> it's open bar for me, too. Cheers to the happy couple. <laughs> so, yeah, right, exactly. So, you know, I ended up uh, getting drunk on Serena Williams's tab. And then, uh, you know, event, the <laughs> event ended at, like, midnight, so it's, like, late as hell at this point. Who's the real goat here? <laughs> <laughs> and we had, a, like, you know, we had basically taken every single table out of the restaurant under them, other than, like, you know, we had, like, 20% of the tables, maybe less even, for, like, you know, like, the 40 people. And then we had to move those out, too, for the party to start. So we had to bring, like, every table, every chair back in the restaurant. We do this like super fast because like we're ready to get the hell out of there because it's late as hell. And then her like decorating people like they're they're just like lollygagging, taking down the decorations, taking down the lights, taking everything down. At this point, like you know, I've had a I've had a few Tito's and I'm ready to get the hell out of there. And we're all just sitting there like all the servers were all done. And I scream over at these other her decorators. I go, y'all must be getting paid by the hour because you're moving slow as hell. <laughs> Guy looks back over at me. He's up on a ladder and goes, we've been working for 20 hours straight. I go, I've been working for 21. <laughs> All every, every like person who works at Merrill starts busting out laughing. This dude just looks like pissed off. <laughs> Eventually we got out of there, but I'll be getting pissed off too if I've been working for twenty hours and some five eight and a half pipsqueak is yapping at me, <laughs> and I got Look, Serena yapping at paid. me. They must have been getting paid by the hour. Probably... I stand by that to this day. Did they, do they tip you guys out? Like I know they, I guess you know buy the buy the place and they have open bar or whatever. But like, what's the tip situation? It's like an it's like a a certain like percentage of gratuity that's agreed upon beforehand for like a i mean they had to pay a ton to like rent the whole restaurant out for a night yeah i made like 300 bucks for that night is that Uh, that's not that much more than normal is it or is it yeah no that that's that's a good night what's a typical night like 150 bucks something like that so it's double but you you worked way more you worked way harder than you normally would huh 
No, I worked way less than okay. I normally would. Well, you definitely got no, more it's shots. A lot no, that's way it's it, that was way easier than working like a regular night. So uh, you just wait on one table and then like for the for like the reception shit, you're just walking around doing. You could do nothing the whole time if you want. Oh, got you. So Serena Williams, you give her two thumbs down. Two thumbs way down. Uh, who else? Old man, though. I don't. I, I didn't mind him, and he actually came back to Merrill. Um, it was when the uh, Saints played the Redskins in a home game a couple seasons ago. Oh, I, um, I got my parents. Uh, I got my parents tickets to that game for for their birthdays in October. That's when Drew Brees put up like the 500 touchdown pass or whatever, and we kicked yeah, the shit out I of the remember, Redskins. I think I thought that game went to OT. Maybe I'm mistaken, but anyway, yeah, I waited on him. He's from like that area. He's a Skins fan. And yeah, I thought he was super nice. I don't know how he got mixed up with her. Yeah, you're supposed to be a you're supposed to be a solid dude. Yeah, he was. Uh, who, who, uh, but yeah. Now speaking of football, you know, a lot of college and NFL games happen in New Orleans. You know, you got the college football playoff. Generally, has a game in New Orleans. Um, you got Super Bowls that happen in New Orleans. Monday Night Footballs. You've had some of the Monday Night Football announcing crews uh, in your restaurant, huh? Yeah, I waited on Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels one night. Do, what 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 are what are they like? Do they uh do they order a lot of cocktails? What's what's the pregame like for those dudes? They they were definitely drinking some cocktails. They weren't going crazy or anything. Um, they're nice. They're like they're easy, easy going. They both had their uh, wives with them. Who had uh, a hotter yeah, wife? Th- Al Michaels is like fucking eighty. Collinsworth. <laughs> Larry King's like 90-something before he died, and he might have had a bitty. R.I.P., one of the best to ever do it. True, true. Uh, did, did you, uh, when you were ordering, when you were getting them drinks or something, did you try to do a, a Collinsworth slide in to uh, take their order? <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't do anything. I was like, oh, shit. Like, I, no, I, 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 was, uh, I didn't do anything weird with them. Crew, when somebody comes in there, does somebody ever try to buy you off of that table or something like that? No, that's never happened. That's that's never happened. What what more happens is like people actually try to like a lot of people don't want to like wait on celebrities. They'll try to like give the table away. Like one time, okay, this is a why because they I don't know. One time, Mariah Carey came into Emeralds. That and, fat uh, bitch. <laughs> This one dude was supposed to wait on her, and he, like, begged Sherry to, like, wait on her instead. What? And, like, she did it. I don't know. I think maybe he just thought he was going to, like, have, like, a heart on the whole time he was waiting on her or something. And maybe he was big into Mariah Carey. I don't know, but. Problem? Does that make any sense to you, Harley? Like, if you have a celebrity table, one, I'd want to do it for the story. Two, you know they're loaded, like. They they, they would potentially tip better. Well, but that's true. But it's and like if they don't, then you got the story. Like, fucking Collinsworth stiffed me. It was a fucking three hundred dollar <laughs> bill, and he only tipped me three bucks. Fuck him. Even even if they tip bad, you got the story. It's like a headache though, because like all like the managers and shit are gonna be up your ass, being like, did you do this? Did you do that? Did you like? And it's like sometimes it's not even worth like the. It's not even worth the headache. Sometimes. Yeah, I know, but if you're a like football guy, if you're a football guy, I'd love to wait on fucking Alan Chris. Oh, yeah, no doubt, definitely. I mean, I've waited on Alvin Kamara before. He was straight. I've waited on Currency a couple of times. <laughs> That's funny. Does he sign his check Hot with the dollar spitter. sign? What's that? Does he sign the check with the dollar sign? No, he signed his real name. 
<laughs> oh, do, oh, is that is that funny? Do you get to see the real names of these people because they're swiping their credit card? Like, do you ever like kind of double look? Like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I forget what currency's real name is though, but uh, it's something. Yeah. Shante Scott, and then no last names. <clears throat> but uh, Al, yeah, that sounds right. Currency is he is really short, like you like you said the other day. Yeah, he he's small. I got seems a like a good dude. Though. Though. You said he wears a size seven shoe. Seven and a half. Damn, that's ridiculous. Yeah, I know that's tiny. I think I wouldn't want the the celebrity table. I I don't think I'd want it. I I, I no, think like it's you're probably just as likely to get um a decent tip with less hassle on another table as I'm thinking like these people are used to being pampered. They're probably so detached from reality. Like every now and then you might get like a John ham. That's like down to earth or like fucking Sudeikis or whatever they is. But I don't, I don't know. I I do it just for the story. I I don't know. I I see, I see no, besides the manager being up my ass. I don't see any real downside to it. There is a lot of times they don't really ball out. Like you think they would though. Right. Um, like I couldn't ever wait on Brooke Burke. I I I I'd have one boner the whole time. Two, <laughs> I, I I I don't want to ruin that thought in my head. I don't want I don't want to make it real. She's wild on ease still in my head. Uh, Brooke I, Burke seems like she'd be a shithead, but but I'd do I it just for the, the end. Uh, she's a nice lady. At the end when she's signing the check, you just be like, hey, just to let you know, I'm big big fan of wild on e. I'd be like, my buddy, my buddy really likes Art Man. What's he up to? Yeah, have you been have you been talking to Art Man lately? Now, Kruski, do you ever do that with like you know Alan, Chris? You know, hey, God, thanks for coming out. You know, I've been waiting all day for Sunday night. Do you like? Do you ever? You know, you know, I, hey, I had the over under of you guys spending. You know, do you ever try to work in an ant uh, little no, little I'm joke not, I'm there? Not, I'm not. I'm not like that. That's like I don't know. It's like that weirds me out when people do that. Like trying to like I don't know. Trying yeah. to, like, take pictures with people and, like, yeah. I don't know. just Yeah, you can't be taking pi- – I think th- I, that's not I against restaurant policy to take pictures. Yeah, it absolutely is. Okay. People do it anyway, <laughs> though? Yeah, sometimes. Like, people are taking pictures of Alvin Kamara when he came into Maryland shit. Yeah. I could see that. Alvin Kamara, <laughs> big hit. No, you've oh, had, yeah. You, you've had some uh, – you know, some of the some of the good stories I've heard from you were kind of some of the the lower tier players. Like, what was that running back Dwayne Washington or something <laughs> comes in there with his lawyer? You want to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, uh, sure. Is that, is that all right? <laughs> yeah, you can talk about it. Yeah, go for it. Is he is he still on the Saints? I don't know. So Dwayne Washington, he's like a you know he's like a third string running back, special teams guy on the Saints. Uh, he actually, he picked up food a lot, like from the bar at Merrill, but he came in one day for lunch and he was like with this, like, you know, like younger white guys, like the hell is this guy? And, you know, I was waiting on him. I brought something over and like, they're talking about like his child support payments that he owes. And, uh, you know, he's like, all right, all right. He's like, look, and the, wait, the lawyer's like, look, you don't have to pay this, but you got to pay this. <laughs> he's like, all right, all right. Waited on uh, I waited on Duke Riley, the uh, linebacker for the Falcons, former One LSU time, boy. Yeah, he just ordered like three orders of Korean fried chicken <laughs> and some Fiji water. See, that, um, that doesn't it doesn't sound like fun. What do you mean it doesn't no, sound like, like fun? <laughs> he's talking about it right now. No, no right, exactly, and like he's not he's not like breaking you off or anything. 
Do it's you, like a it's like a thirty dollar bill. He's leaving you like six bucks or something. Like hey, I don't know. so do you get to? Have you waited on these people enough times where they kind of there's a um a relationship that gets formed? Like a, they they're requesting you when they come in. Not not anybody famous. No. You have some uh, some locals that do that to for you. Me personally, not really. Like the only people who really request me are people I know. I got a I got a good one for you. I waited on Bob's dad one time. <laughs> Talk about a celeb. So Hoorah. like, okay. you you may know him from his uh, girl on girl porn collection. <laughs> he got about forty DVDs deep. <laughs> Bob says, "Bob ain't gonna look at no dicks." <laughs> Thank you for your service. So I wasn't a hundred percent sure if this was Mr. Bob. Okay. I went over there a couple of times. He'd order shit. Every time he ordered something, he was like, that doesn't have alcohol in it. Does it? And I was like, it's no, bananas foster, sir. I was like, no, it's a steak. Like <laughs> he was there with his new old lady, which, you know, that's probably like a sore spot for Bob. Uh, he's not listening. It's like, no, that, no, it doesn't have alcohol in it. And eventually I was like, this dude, he looks a lot like Bob's dad. He, he had no fucking idea who I was. And I figured it out like halfway through the meal. And I was like, Mr. Bob? <laughs> and the only reason I was able to figure it out is because, oh, man, he was such a jerk, too. He really was. Oh, oh, man, I, figured, I was hoping he's like, I figured it out because he saw the family crest or something like that. Yeah, what do you mean figured it out? He looks no, like, he looks Mr. pretty Bob much like, like Bob. Notori- he like notoriously abstains from alcohol. Yeah, like, I know, he, but like he, he he looks a lot like Bob. Like, what? Why were you? I don't know. Unsure? I wasn't paying attention. I wasn't paying attention. Oh. Until I was like, this is fucking yeah. weird. Like, you know, I had a bunch of other people. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, this is fucking weird. This dude's asking me if there's alcohol in like every dish, and I was like, oh shit. And I texted Bob, and I was like, is your dad out to dinner tonight? He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see. See, if I was you and I I knew he didn't recognize me, I would not fucking bring attention that you knew who he was. I wouldn't do that at all. Not even at well, the end of the I'm night? Pro- Fuck. I mean, if if he's being a pain in the ass well, at the table and you really don't want to conversate with him, like I wouldn't be like, oh, hey, aren't you Bob's dad? And have like a... Just buy Mr. McGinnis. No, but like I, I bought my time enough, but like then you want him to know who you are because he'll probably tip you more. And? That's... Well, that's why you're working. Well, I mean, did he tip you well? Yeah, he did. Oh, okay. There you go. I'll give him. I'll give him. I'll give him credit for that. Who's the worst friend that you have that goes to eat and gets you and then tips? Ooh, that's a. You, you can't say you're, you can't say your lawyer because he puts it on corporate tab, so he doesn't give a shit about the tip. <laughs> No, none, none of my friends really come in and, like, fuck me over or anything. Not, not a lot of my friends, like, come in, period, but, well, came in, period, because I don't work there anymore, but, um, I don't know, like, the, be- the best people to wait on are, like, I don't know, my parents or Sherry's parents, because they always pop it off. Well, um, what about Eric? Eric seems like he'd be, he'd oh stiff you with Renee's money. Eric, but- Eric I've seemed, never waited on Eric, but Eric seems like a terrible customer. He, he that's, be, a, that's the table you give away. <laughs> he, he'd be like grilling you about the specials. Oh, does this have this in it? Uh, you know, like literally, out of all our friends, the worst person to wait on. Who do you think it is? Because I know for sure who it is. 
Hmm. Ray. I'm going with Ray. That's not right. It does start with an R, though. No, Russell. Russell? Ross. Oh. (laughs) Ross is by far, like, the worst. Ross sits down at the bar or the restaurant. First question, so what's good here? (laughs) I went to a bar with Ross before, and he's at, like, can I try that beer? Can I try that beer? It's such an annoying thing to do. Just fucking order something. He wants fucking samplers. He also has a severe peanut allergy. Ross is by far the worst <laughs> person out of all our friends to wait on. And I bet he like takes forever in the restaurant. So like he's taking up spots and you oh don't you God. don't get you don't get the traffic of like, you know, getting multiple people tips and stuff because he's just hunkered down for three <laughs> hours ordering three beers and like one appetizer. <laughs> You remember that time we were driving a, I think we were driving oh, yeah. a, maybe to Russell's bachelor party and we went to Wendy's with Ross and Ross goes to the bathroom, of course, when his food's coming out and just so <laughs> unknowingly, the lady trying to give him his food goes, Ross, where's Ross? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just like lose it. I think we had smoked right before you left the house. Yeah, that was fucking was like, funny. Oh my God, dude. I thought you were going <laughs> to mention the time we were going to, uh, to jackson mississippi to visit russell's for his frat parties and we we were, we were like a crew of like 12d parley maybe even more oh, we're, yeah, we're and deep. we stop at a gas station to like load up on beer for the, <laughs> car? For the trip no we were in like no, three yeah, or like four three different cars. cars with three cars so we're like people are grabbing their beers grabbing their snacks for the road or whatever and like we're throwing a football in the gas station parking lot waiting for everybody to come out everybody's out 11 people are out except for ross and we can see through the gas station of ross like wandering around the gas station like perusing the snacks perusing the beers he was in line he was in line he kept telling people to go ahead of him and we're watching through the window and we're like what the fuck are you doing Ross? he's in line he's letting people cut him and then at a certain point he leaves the line to go back and grab more shit like we were literally at the gas station for 30 fucking minutes 40 minutes and it was and like ready to get on the road to to actually go to the place you know he's delaying us that much and then we you know call him out on it then and then later and he acts like it didn't happen like, we can fucking that. see you through the glass of the sit go or racetrack dude like, like we can we fucking see that. you that just gives the viewers an idea of of why he would be a bad uh patron at the restaurant he's like i i, I didn't do that we're yeah. like, dude, we saw you do it. Yeah, we saw you letting people cut you, and then you leaving line, and then getting in the back of like a twelve-person line. He came out with like one twenty-four-ounce Corona. <laughs> I I don't know about that, but yeah. Uh, any any other uh, famous people that come to mind of being in the restaurant, or just you running into them in the city? I got a good, I got, I got, this is, this is kind of Sherry's story, but I'll tell you like the, the brief uh, part of it. This is about Drew Brees. So uh, this is when Sherry was working at uh, Emeralds. Drew Brees like showed up. They're like doing like some like kind of like team dinner or something. And uh, the valet at Emeralds, he's like this older like gay guy. He didn't recognize Drew Brees and he told him to go street park his car. <laughs> <laughs> so you know whatever drew walks in sherry was waiting on him and uh you know drew he was on this like real specific like diet um you know no carbs all this shit and uh you know sherry tried to like tell you know told the manager told the kitchen all this shit 
the GM at, at Emeralds at the time, who was a fucking dumbass, he comes out with this thing of mashed potatoes and he's like, yo, go give these to Drew. And Drew's like, he ain't going to eat those. That's not on his diet. And the guy's like, I don't care. Just bring them to him. She's like, okay. <laughs> Brings them over there. And Drew's like, I can't eat these. Just, I know. <laughs> Eventually like brings them back. Drew's like just shaking his head. Uh, also, like, at this thing, like, apparently the players weren't allowed to drink, except for Drew, who was having a couple glasses of wine. Sheesh! Special treatment. Is he coming back next year? God, I hope not. <laughs> He's really holding us hostage, man. I know. Uh, I just find making Drew Brees Street Park is hilarious. How do you know uh, the Drew, players weren't allowed to drink? Well, I guess if you drew. Well, other uh, didn't haven't you waited on like Cam Jordan a couple times too? I waited on him like once, yeah. Uh a celebrity sighting. I don't remember much from that. A celebrity sighting me and Kruski had together in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about this. This is one I had forgotten about, and Kruski reminded me when we were prepping for the pod a couple weeks back. Um New Orleans does this running of the bulls deal. Like in Spain, they do running of the bulls where you run the, the streets with actual bulls. Well, New Orleans party place, we do running of the bulls, but we do it with roller derby girls with big, <laughs> uh, big like Baseball wiffle ball bats. type bats. Some sticks. Yeah, some good sticks. Good sticks. And it happens at like fucking seven in the morning. In yeah, like the real running of the bulls. It's early as shit in the morning. I think it's even earlier than the real running of the Bulls. You know, I did both, not to brag. I've uh, done both as well, not to brag. You've done both? You did it in Spain? Yeah. When? A long time ago. I went with my family. <laughs> I never heard about this. I'll grill you on this this weekend. We don't no, have time. No, straight up. But there's, there's, I did. Did you, make it to, did you make it to Plaza del Toros? That's all I'm talking no, about. No, I did not. You no, pussy. All right. Well, I beat you there, <laughs> and I had the shits. We'll get into that I later. was hungover. I threw up before I ran, so I couldn't make it that far. Bro, <laughs> no excuses. My story's way worse than that. We won't get into that. Different time. So it happens at like 7 in the morning. <laughs> Hashtag Euro butt. It happens at like 7 in the morning, and we're, we're getting loaded off Fireball. Fireball. We were in the streetcar. We probably had we drank like a whole fifth of the fireball in the streetcar ride oh over there between God. like five of us. Yeah, we're at like partying. Six in the morning. We're getting after it. We're you know we're ready to. I think this is the first time we did run in the bulls. We've done it a couple times, but I think this was the first. Definitely time. the first time I did it. So we're we're in our garb. We're we're getting a little rowdy. We're talking shit. You know, this is before the event starts. We're looking to maybe get another cocktail. We're, we're feeling pretty good. And all, all of a sudden, we see, like, this camera crew. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's man versus food. Adam Richmond, shout so, out. So it's your boy Adam Richmond, who, if, you, if you've been living under a rock for the last 10 years, the man versus food franchise is basically this kind of fat guy, you know, eating different, different uh, big food meals challenges. at various you know, places in America. Now, I'm not sure why he was at running the Bulls because there's not really much to eat or whatever, but I guess it's kind right. of a culture thing that he was trying to, to shoot some stuff. So he's a little bit off in the distance, and we're like, hey, man versus food. You know, we're being those fucking meatheads <laughs> or whatever. I, I don't think we were actually doing that. We said it amongst ourselves, hey, you know, that's fucking man versus food guy, whatever. And then they're trying to shoot stuff, 
and we're just being fucking our regular loud, boisterous, drunken selves. And like you can tell Adam Richmond's face is kind of pissed off that we're we're ruining his footage. We're ruining his content. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if you remember any more specifics than I do, Karuski. Well, like I remember like, you know, we're like right either, you know, behind him or behind the cameraman and we're, you know, not even talking to him. We're just screaming amongst ourselves. And eventually, like, they stopped shooting, and he, like, addressed us. He's like, could y'all shut up? Could y'all be quiet? Like, you're messing up my shot. And we basically just laughed in his face. And then, like, you know, we were with, we were with like, I don't know. We were with a bunch of people. But either, like, Grant or Bob was like, why are y'all doing this? Y'all being jerks. <laughs> Which made us, you know, get even louder, uh, unsurprisingly. Yeah. yeah and that, uh, that was fucking he, looks, he, he looked pissed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many takes it took him, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, don't, whatever. I used to like that show, not anymore. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that I don't know if they ever got any usable footage out of that. I think Adam Richmond ended up getting like me tooed or something. So uh Oh damn. That dude's like an Ivy League guy and he was subjected to fucking eating uh bypass burgers and shit. <laughs> cancel his ass. <laughs> we canceled that fucking shoot for him. Yeah, right. I haven't I haven't really run into it down. I haven't really run into too many famous people. Ran into Eddie George at the beach. I didn't say anything. I, I, Eric was with me. <laughs> Eric and Dan uh just walked by him, him and his kid. I was like, oh it's Eddie George or whatever. It's kind of a I don't know. Wouldn't say starstruck, but it's kind of a surreal thing. I'm trying to think of any other celebrity huge? people. He's gotta be huge, right? He didn't, uh, I mean, he was yoked, but he didn't seem that, that big to us, you know, but yeah, he was definitely ripped. Harley, you ran into somebody famous recently in Key West. Did uh, we talk about Nick that on the pod? Sw- I think we talked about Nick Swartzen. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's looking rough. Ron Swanson, right? <laughs> yeah. And then I think I've played golf live Oak par three with David Allen Greer. I think. Oh, Look, really? I've think. never heard that story. Looked awful lot like him. He was there playing solo. For whatever reason, my dad invited him to play with us, and we played the nine-hole bar three. With a, I'm pretty sure it's David Allen Greer. David Allen Greer is kind of a legend. The comedy game. He? He's a he's a now he's an older black dude, but he's you know he's been in a bunch of comedic things uh, random movies i don't remember anything yeah i can't i can't uh i mean back when i used to listen to adam carolla podcast you know he was a, a frequent guest on that he's just kind of a just a kind of all-around kind of talented dude but i don't think he's ever been in any like real great movies or anything i think he had like a brief comedy central show called like chocolate news or something i don't know his shows tend to get canceled but he's he's worked a lot you know he might have been on he might have been on in living color i think too that you know that black version of snl with a, a bunch of people i think he was on that with i think do you ever remember that skit of like damon waynes uh and i think it was david allen greer pretend were like uh gay black movie critics and they would—they were basically like Siskel and Ebert, but they were playing gay guys. I don't know. He—he—he he, he was working a whole lot. I just tell you that yeah. going through his IMDb. He, yeah, he's working a whole lot. No, and then like I ran into Jamario Moon after he won the slam dunk contest in the uh, <laughs> success, uh, success uh, the snack bar at the uh, Smoothie King Center. And nice one. Yeah, it was during All Star. He wasn't playing oh, All Star. I got. 
<laughs> I, I think I know where you're going with this one. That, that segues into Kruski's story about the about the Superdome or Smoothie King. No, yeah, this is a Reggie Bush story. This is a, this is a pretty good story. So, it was a uh, it was over Christmas break. It's probably like eight years ago. I think I think we might have actually still been uh, not the Pelicans, the Hornets at this time. But uh, a bunch of us went to the game. Like we rode in a Eric Suburban over there. Um, we went to the game, left the game. We ended up in the Bacardi lounge. Uh, we were with Mr. Dennis. Shout out to Mr. Dennis. <laughs> um, Enough said. So Reggie Bush wanders into the Bacardi lounge. Um, Brian Lane, like immediately like posed for a picture with him. Cool. Whatever. Reggie Bush is a small dude too. Um, I mean, he's definitely bigger than me, but he's, he's, he's pretty small. He's pretty slight. Um, due to the fact that we were in the Bacardi lounge, we get to go out on the court. Mr. Dennis has like this poster of the honeybees and he, they're like out there signing them. So he gets, gets the honeybees to sign his poster. That's the dance squad. If you don't know cheerleaders. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Pelicans, like cheerleaders. Shout out to Lasus's old lady. So we're leaving the game. Me, Eric and Bryant, we go to the bathroom. There's this guy in a fucking full-on Santa outfit. <laughs> and Bryant's, like, talking about how, like, he can almost dunk. And Santa looks at him and goes, you can't even get rim. <laughs> and this guy, and Bryant looks at this guy in the Santa outfit and goes, fuck you, Santa. <laughs> so we walk out of the bathroom. We're kind of, like, beefing with each other. We're yelling at Santa. Santa's yelling at Bryant, telling him he can't get rim. Bryant's like, fuck you, I can get rim. <laughs> it looks like they're legitimately about to get in a fight. <laughs> Mr. Dennis runs over, trying to get Bryant's back, looks at someone, goes, hold my posters. Hands his signed posters off. Nothing ever happens. We're just kind of yapping at each other. We end up walking out. We're heading to the car. Beef and Bryant goes, guys. Santa's not even that bad. And we're like, fuck you, bro. We almost had to fight Santa because of you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say fucking Mr. Dennis, like, hey, hold my posters and handed them to Reggie Bush as you guys are getting ready to fight Santa. <laughs> Mr. Dennis, hold my posters. Oh, fuck. Hey, I saw it. I, that reminds me of when uh, me and one of the guys I work with, when got he got tickets from Ray McCallum who was playing for the Spurs at the time. I guess he grew up with him. So we had, we were sitting with the Spurs family and had free seats and shit when they were in new Orleans. So we got to go in the back and meet like his buddy Ray. And you got to see the whole Spurs come through. So Duncan and Ginobili and all them people are walking through and fucking Boban comes by. Oh, that dude <laughs> is so fucking big. Like, like Ray, Ray's like six one maybe, and Ray, I swear Ray's up to the dudes like maybe under boob. Damn, and, and fucking that means I was like belly button size. It was fucking. That, this Boban's is, a huge. This is dude. when Boban was probably like just coming into the league. Too, yeah, he right. was. He, he to be pretty young at this point. He was a. He was a. He was a. Um, he was basically a circus act at that point. He's a novelty. <laughs> Boban can like get on his tippy toes and dunk. That dude's a freak. Oh fuck! I had it. Oh, uh, Tim Duncan wearing Jinkos too. Speaking of speaking <laughs> of uh, Pelicans games, Kruski, you had another story about being sideline, right? 
Yeah, yeah. I guess oh, fuck you. I remember this bullshit. I, I saw you, Krusky, courtside at a Pelicans game, fucking not paying attention on your phone. I couldn't have been no mad. Yeah, bullshit. I saw your ass. All right, well, I went to a Pels game once. It was uh, this was kind of it was only like a couple of years ago. I was sitting on the baseline courtside. I was with Sherry, Sherry's brother, and this guy Josh who hooked us up with the tickets. Is this your? And we were playing crew. Is this the only time you ever sat courtside? No, I've sat courtside maybe like three times. Okay, all right, keep going. One was yeah, no, this was the most recent time though. So you know, I'm sitting. I was on the baseline, and uh, Harden was driving in. Ended up like kicking the ball out because like a shot blocker was run- rolling his way, and I was like, "Yeah, you better pass, boy. You're gonna get swatted." And uh, like Austin Rivers heard me from the bench, and I guess he got pissed because I called Harden boy, and he's like looking over at me, like pointing at me, like elbowing his teammates, like looking like they were gonna do some shit. It's pretty funny. I can't believe like he actually heard me and got pissed because I called Harden boy for kicking the ball out. But I guess that's like a like a racially charged statement. So, and I didn't even mean it that way. I just meant he was a pussy. <laughs> so, hey uh, Austin, I'm sorry for calling uh, Harden a boy. I meant pussy. Is that better now? Yeah, I didn't mean to be <laughs> right. racist. You fucking pussy ass bitch. <laughs> fucking well, Austin Rivers. Well, that, when that, did you see me on at courtside on my cell phone, Harley? Uh, I don't. You were at the um. I I, I think you were. You were at the very end of the sideline, so you were like one of the last seats on the front row of the court. And I think okay. I, I think I was there with uh, it must have been Qu- a- Quinn or I, it was one of it was some one of my but I don't think it was you, Al. You were at the actual was it a playoff game? game. Was it a playoff yes, game? Yes, 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 playoff game. I was there at a playoff game. Yeah, it was. Yes. Who the hell are we playing? I know Kenyon Martin was on the team. Was it the Nuggets? Yeah. Okay. That that makes sense. Cause I was there with um, Dave Donovan and um, and uh, McCurdy's brother Kevin McCurdy. Yeah, I think we were playing the Nuggets. I think it was like a game like yeah, we got blown out. We got blown out like by fifty points. Yeah, I remember making fun of Kenyon Martin's tattoo when he was at the free throw line. Yeah, I, re- I remember you staring on your phone, and I was like, man, I could, <laughs> I would love to be courtside. And there's fucking Krusky. <laughs> Uh, when Krusky was telling me the the sideline story, I was texting him saying, I think in a pandemic limited stadium, if you got if you got me, you, the executive producer, and Krusky together, we would definitely be heard and probably kicked out like LeBron kicked out Daddy Carlos and, and his old lady for, the for talking shit. Was that in the bubble or that, that wasn't in the bubble? That was this year in, no. in like Atlanta or whatever. They yeah. were. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah I was in right. They would definitely kick us out because I've been in games with Harley. Harley annoys all the people around him, and the players can definitely hear him. Like Harley thinks Gortat, like, Gortat, fuck him. Uh, who's the guy shooting? How dare you talk that way about the who's Polish the guy hammer? on the uh, those shooting the free throws on the. Uh, Fuck! Who he was making a bunch of free throws. You thought on. it was the Pacers. Yeah, it was. A, it was the Pacers. Miles Turner. Miles Turner had missed a fucking free throw, and I had the goddamn under. And my lawyer was up top, and I was with my bride at, at like a, maybe like twelve rows up, and just screaming at Turner about missing free throws. And he finally missed one and looked over at me. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" <laughs> 
Yeah, but we would definitely we would definitely get kicked out in a limited capacity. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I love I love heckling. So yeah, yeah, I, I probably would get kicked out. I can't. Like Tony, all of us Tony together, brothers would have me tossed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude, all of us together, we would definitely get kicked out of a game. That we would be, that would be go, fun, though. Wait, are, but what if they're playing? No, no, it's an uh, all-star weekend. It would have been it would have been good to go to the Pell's game after going to the UFC fights or vice versa. I need to go down there. There's 2,700 fans or whatever they let, let in now. Uh, you know what tickets are hitting for? I mean, Chris, what are they hitting for? I don't know. Let's get our fucking lawyer on the case. Yeah, get us a sweet life, Chris. Yeah. Get kicked out. Get, pick Kick out in the suite, and then second half, we yell until we get kicked <laughs> out. Um, Trying to think if I got any other. I don't think I have anything else right now. Can I Can I play? Uh, can I play who's the asshole here? Yeah, sure. All right. You. <laughs> I'm thinking it's me. I've, I thought this was me for a while, and I, I'm, I'm happy that uh, they didn't get worse. So, crew, I'd like to apologize – for when you got second place in the league for withholding 50 bucks for you for the next year. It's been on my conscience. <laughs> I felt bad about it the entire time. And why would you feel bad about that? It's just next year's dues. Beca- well, go ahead, at Drew. the time, at the time, you know, I definitely wasn't happy, <laughs> but once the next season rolled around, I was good with it. Well, so, well, that's a, you're, you're one of the more slippery people to get uh, get money out of sometimes. So when well, I, when I've, I had never your, not, I've never not paid. You're, you're absolutely right. But it's always one of those ones. Oh, fuck. I got to get it from Krusky. Like, uh, no, nah, I'll float him. I know he's fucking good for it. I got Krusky. But then I had you on the hook. I reeled you in. You finally needed me to give you money. And <laughs> I kept 50 bucks. I was like, fuck this. I don't want to mess with him next year. And then then they almost canceled the NFL season because of it. Oh, I, I had a... Like that's when all COVID happened and all this other shit. I thought we might not even have a season. I was thinking that's karma for not giving Krusky fifty bucks. <laughs> I mean, you could have just given the money then. I could have, but then, but then uh, the season would have came, and then I would have definitely regretted giving him money. Yeah, like I, the thing is, like I mean, I I know, like how how are you floating me though? No one had gotten paid out yet. <laughs> <laughs> like I pay before everybody gets paid out. Even if I don't pay at the beginning of the season, no one's getting paid out. Like I mean, I know, but you, you got special, like you got special Krusky rules. Yeah, but you want people to pay up front because if they fucking don't, if they do really shitty in the beginning or don't make their picks and didn't pay, and then they just no, give up and that, not pay. Though. Don't do that. I'm gonna pay the play the whole season. Eh. Not everybody's a man of their word, crew. Yeah, I like I like watching games too much. <laughs> getting your picks in is another story. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I sabotaged myself one week last year, but hey, we've been uh, we all been there. No, I had a really shitty year last year. Fuck COVID. <laughs> all right, we wrapping what? this up, oh, fellas. Pooler three peat last year. Do you win again? I don't want to talk about Pooler winning. I don't, I don't <laughs> it's not a three peat because it's not in a row, a, but need to rule him out. Yeah, let's let's. I'm not going to tell him about it next year. Maybe he'll forget. He's got kids and stuff now, right? He can forget. Yeah, we just—I mean—we're basically funding his fucking Gerber fund for every single year. He's, well, he's won like—he's won like two thousand dollars off of us. Well, I mean, the smart thing to do would just be fucking tail his picks. No, because as soon as I do that, he's going to lose. As soon as I start betting his picks, they lose. That's what happens when I put money on a team. That's the stink. <laughs> uh, well, 
crew, thanks for joining us on another episode of Talking Small Podcast. We appreci- thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I didn't realize you were one of the more undercover guests that had actually been a j- pod adjacent slash on the pod probably more times than your average bear. Uh, you're probably on like six or seven uh, appearances now, and I would have never thought. I know, just never, never would have thought that. So appreciate you coming on and great content and uh i might be seeing you on saturday i might come down for the ufc fights all right hell yeah hopefully i'll see you then thanks for having me yo i appreciate it all right and you can download our podcast wherever you get podcasts i mean you're already listening so just hit that fucking like subscribe unsubscribe resubscribe and give us five stars bitch (laughs) leave kruski a good tip you know you owe him one. Yeah, Kruski, can you give us a tip to lead? Can you give the viewers a tip for uh, all the servers out there? Uh, just a a do or a don't for the for the wait staff besides tip good. Yeah, sure. Uh, if somebody asks you, uh, "Hey, can I get you anything else?" Don't say a million bucks. <laughs> that fucking joke is lame as shit. <laughs> and we out. <laughs> <laughs>